happy mother's day to all the mothers out there i know it's a little late by one day but it doesn't matter right anyways i'll see you on the other side of the song What you yelling for? Lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would see. I like you the way you are when we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one on one, but you become somebody else around everyone else. You're watching your back like you can't relax. You're trying to be cool. You look like a fool to me. Tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this. You fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into honestly you promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it. Now now now. Right guys, how are you guys doing? This is Moral Class bringing my episode number I believe 41 of the Just a Nobody podcast and I hope that you guys are really doing well because I'm late by a day almost um, an entire day exactly uh because it's exactly uh it's exactly 9:15 p.m. this Monday evening which was supposed to you know I usually record it on a Sunday but it was mother's day mother's day yesterday and I I didn't want to make it about me because it was not my day so uh so I said let me just kind of you know post my my episode the next day because um that was the day for all mothers right so how are you guys doing you know like how are things um still social distancing or you are are you are you living in that part of the world where uh uh you you guys are kind of the lockdowns have been lifted maybe slowly and steadily uh you know there are some parts of the world where uh they have uh, they have reopened uh reopened they're reopening basically some of them have actually reopened and some of them are still under lockdown so uh whatever you experience right uh you know experiencing right now um like literally we all in this together we all have gone through the same phases of this pandemic it's just that you know uh, some of them have successfully kind of uh um you know kind of moved um moved out of it maybe or still moving out of it successfully some of them are still struggling it just depends on which part of the world you are in but i just oh, i hope you good that's important you know um anyway um Yeah so uh I was I was uh you know uh, this pandemic thing in the part of the world that I am in right now um we're still in the um we're still uh the the curve hasn't flattened yet you know uh we're still kind of maneuvering on whether uh you know uh, we need to re-enter uh lift lockdowns and stuff like that so i don't know what's really happening but while i'm still social distancing you know i've noticed i really miss two things i miss going to the movies because i really love going to the movies better than you know sitting at home and watching a movie i like going to a theater and watching it like you know 
um, like, um, I just, I love that experience, no matter what. Like, I want to see it on the largest screen as possible. And that's what really makes me happy. So I love going to the movies. And that's something that I really miss right now. And I miss the crowds. I've been saying this for like week after week, you know. I literally miss the crowds because, you know, like usually people, I don't know, uh, uh, in some parts of the world, I would say, you know, or in some parts, basically, people, uh, there is this... Uh, uh, there is this way of living, you know, which is different for different people. Like some people are like, uh, I get into my car, drive to my destination, reach my destination, uh, right to the doorstep. That's my, uh, that's my routine. That's a routine that people follow. Now, my routine was I walk to the, met- the subway station. I hop into a train. Okay. I get off of the train and then walk to my final destination. You know, so uh, so that uh, the routine is completely different. You know, in one place, you just hop into your car and you reach your final destination, the door to the final destination. But here, so you walk to the subway, hop into a train, get off the train and again, walk to your final destination. So, you know, in this process, like I've, I, I mean, I, I come across a lot of crowds, uh, a lot of people, traffic, honking, street walking, breathing into each other's faces, etc. I, I complained about it. But today, like, you know, I kind of kind of mess it like a little bit. Uh, and I say like, hey, man, what are we doing? Because I love that kind of lifestyle. You know, I kind I love that, uh, that craziness uh, in the street. I love the craziness outside. You know, I may not just know you from Adam. I don't, I won't know anyone. I can just walk alone in the crowd without knowing anybody in it. So, uh, so that's what I really miss us in. And definitely going to the movies. Uh, definitely. That's something that no matter how big your screen is at home, the experience of going out and watching it is completely different. So I enjoy that. And I'm kind of miss it uh, a lot. So, of course, now everyone's talking about the reopening strategy and some people that's like I've watched, uh, you know, of course, governments in different parts of the world are trying to reopen. Um, they have this, uh, you know, they, they, they want to reopen uh, the country or the city or, or the state or whatever. And uh, they have their uh, strategy based on, you know, uh, whether it is an elimination strategy that New Zealand followed, like New Zealand. Uh, I believe they have zero deaths now completely. They've literally eliminated the uh, the virus. I don't know. The, at least the first wave. I don't know about the second wave because now I believe uh, South Korea, who had, which the, the country had kind of eradicated, you know, eliminated COVID-19 uh, almost like completely in the first wave. But I believe just recently, like two days back, they have kind of experiencing it coming back. There were 24 cases, new cases that were, uh, detected in the second wave. So that's crazy. Like, imagine, you know, we're talking about the COVID-19 and then you, you get out of it and then the second wave coming. Like, like when when is the shit going to get over? Like, literally. Is it only after the vaccine is created and not going to happen before that? Like, it's, it's really crazy. So, of course, New Zealand, uh, the first case that was detected was in March uh, 23rd. And then they implemented the elimination strategy wherein they, they there was a complete lockdown just two days after uh, after their first case and because of that they came down to zero deaths as of today 
and uh, just two new cases. Uh, so I believe they've conquered the elimination strategy and uh, they, uh, they're kind of almost eliminated. Uh, they've conquered the COVID-19 virus and they're kind of, um, you know, kind of opening up right now. But again, there's fear of the second wave which South Korea is experiencing. And I believe, uh, I have no idea what China is doing because there's no news coming out from there. But at least South Korea, recently there have been 24 new cases, which is called the second wave. That is, people are getting infected, you know, uh, after there was an elimination. So it's really crazy. Besides that, of course, governments are, uh, you know, uh, doing this reopening strategy or whatever. But at the same time, there are people who are desperate, you know, these anti-lockdown uh, folks who are going on the streets or uh, walking around with their bazookas, like literally had to Google to find out what a bazooka is. I literally did not know what a bazooka is. And then after I realized, like, these these are friends of, like, uh, uh, the rocket man, you know, rocket launchers, basically. They're walking around with a bazooka, like a bazooka is not going to kill the fucking virus, you know. The bazooka, you cannot bazooka a virus. No way. You need a strategy. You can't bazooka a virus. You need a strategy. You can't shoot that virus, but you need a strategy to be able to, you know, eliminate it. And that's that's the problem with it. But of course, you know, we keep saying that, uh, okay, hey, man, uh, New Zealand has done. You can't compare, you know, we can't compare uh, each country with another because Every country, every city is completely different. Like I was saying, you know, uh, we talk about the country, countryside and mountainous living, you know, wherein people automatically, they kind of, you know, they're living uh, acres away from each other because they live in those houses, you know, with backyards and front yards and whatever. Uh, so they live acres away. They drive to places even to buy maybe uh, a dozen of lime lemon or whatever and maybe to buy onions they have to drive to a place to get that you know or to get bread or egg basic things uh they live far away so they're actually naturally social distancing you know under normal circumstances unlike people in the city like i remember i i have uh, you know i used to talk with my neighbors from the balcony we were so we're so fucking close to each other you know like we could talk with each other uh, we could look literally like, you know, without curtains, I could look, I could peep into someone else's house, sitting in my house. So that was the city life, basically. You know, um, I could go to buy bread and eggs like in my slippers or my pajamas. You know, I don't have to dress up and drive to get those basic necessities because people are all over the place. It's crowded. So, um, so in a clustered city, as compared to the countryside, which is almost, you know, like everyday social distancing from them, the way the uh, reopening happens would definitely be completely be different in these two situations, you know. And so walking around with bazooka is not going to really work or having no strategy for reopening is just not going to work. Um, you know, and then, of course, we say, OK, New Zealand has this elimination strategy. How about all other countries, you know, uh, kind of follow the same elimination strategy? But it is not possible because New Zealand has a population of five million, which is less a total. New Zealand population is about five million, which is less than uh, New York. Just New York alone, like one city alone, which is of nine million. Bombay 
has 18 million people. London has 9 million people. So in these, in these cities, the cities alone have more population than the whole country of New Zealand. So you can't compare the two. It's basically, you know, uh, you cannot use the same strategy that like a country like New Zealand and uh, use that same strategy for uh, for a state or another country in another part of the world. It's just not possible. It just depends on where you live and how, uh, you know, and then a strategy built on that needs to be made, basically. It's crazy, man. Really crazy the way we are kind of approaching. Like bazooka, like literally. Yesterday I saw it on... Um, I think I was just kind of uh, going through my social media feed and I was wondering what, what is this guy holding behind? Like, you know, first I thought it was an architect or something. So I thought he was, you know, he, those architects, they move, they walk around with those, uh, those kind of backpacks. So that's what I thought it was. And then I just read kind of what is the content and then it was written that, hey man, he, that's a bazooka. And I was like, what the fuck is a bazooka? And then I came to know a bazooka is like a, like a rocket launcher. It's an ammunition. And these guys are walking around forcing the government to kind of reopen uh, uh, reopen uh, the state or the city, which is amazing. Like, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like a bazooka. You cannot bazooka a virus. You need a vaccine and you need a strategy to be able to if you want to kind of reopen uh, uh, reopen the city or the state or the country. Hey, man. Stop bazooka. Trying to bazooka the virus. Anyways, that's, that's so stupid. I must say that. I was like, you know, um, like, like literally dumbstruck. I was like, what the fuck is this? The fuck? Anyway, um, Hope you had a good mother, uh, Mother's Day, you know. And Mother's Day actually reminded me of uh, that. Uh, Mama, I love you. Mama, I care. Mama, I love you. Mama, you're my friend. You my friend. Whoa, whoa. That's a song by um who said that was a song by uh the Spice Girls, basically. Years back. And then I remembered of that song, you know, beautiful song uh, dedicated for all the mamas all over the world. It's so funny, you know, everybody's talking about reopening without a strategy in place. Uh and uh, but what amazes me, what amazes me is how important we people are. Like everybody wants, you know, wants all, all the adults, all the people, working people to go back to work. Whether it is the governments, whether it is, uh, you know, uh, everybody. Like, you know, everybody uh, who really runs a particular country, they want us to go back to work. That's how important people are, you know. We don't drive, like I said, like we don't drive, oil prices drop down to zero dollars. We don't work, the markets crash, there's a depression, uh, and then we don't buy, 
because that's definitely uh, reduced now. People are not buying at all. Uh, the con- you know, the economy crashes. So basically, we're so fucking important, so damn important as people. But still, like I said, poverty still exists. You know, people are still hungry. They don't have food. There's no roof over their head. There's no health care. There's no dignity of living, you know, for people. In spite of us being so important. So that, that, that literally amazes me. And I keep thinking about it, of how everybody wants us to get back to work and get back to living life as, uh, as uh, normal. But at the same time, hey, man, like uh, it's the... Uh, it's uh, uh, it's this, you know, what what is it called? Uh, 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 we, uh, people are not treated uh, equally. There's so much of inequality. Why? You know? Anyway. Actually, I was just distracted a little. I was wondering why Brian Adams is currently trending. <clears throat> uh, and like the, the minute some a person kind of trends and I'm like, Oh my God, I hope he didn't die. Oh, I hope he, he or she didn't uh, get the COVID-19 and stuff like that. Like you never know until you kind of at least read two pages of the trend, you know, under his or her name. Like why is this person trending? You know, I waste so much of time just trying to figure out why is this person trending for God's sake. I wonder why is he trending. Let me just check where Brian Adams is trending. I don't know. I won't be able to figure it out. Anyway, yeah, so um, uh, this uh, this recent uh, episode of um, this this recent uh, thing about uh, Ahmad the Arbery, you know, the 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 African American kid who kind of was jogging on his normal day like a jogger, like that's what I did before I kind of am recording the show. I went out for my jog. I came back. I stood under the shower. I ate some nice dumplings, uh, got a cup of uh, got a cup of uh, lemon honey wa- and honey uh, water, and I'm sitting right in front here on the floor recording the show. So it's basic, you know, basic living, you know. So this guy, um, Ahmed uh, Arbery, he just went out uh, on his normal jog and he got killed, you know. And uh, the people in in the area, they kind of in the neighborhood, they uh, they thought those, those two guys, you know, who kind of killed him, cold blooded murderers, basically killed him. Uh, they said that he uh, there were a lot of break ins. Actually, the neighborhood said that there were a lot of break ins in that area and he fitted the description. So that kind of uh, uh, that kind of, you know, pissed me off. And it's not the first time that's happening, you know. These are regular incidents that are happening. I can't forget the I can't breathe incident when this guy was literally, uh, you know, and there are so many other incidents happened. But the recent one was the uh, Ahmad Arbery where the guy was simply jogging and he lands up and he's dead. You know, he's just 25 years old. So I was just thinking how the digital world, of course, now if this had happened uh, prior to the digital world when, you know, um, uh, when no one could capture a video on their on their cell phones or capture a photo on their cell phones or, you know, uh, record stuff or whatever like that. I don't think uh, the people who killed Arbery or Ahmad Arbery would really be, uh, uh, you know, caught. Literally, that would have never happened. 
thanks to the digital world today that someone an unidentified person who was not identified himself had recorded this and given it to the concerned officials and today the people who really killed Ahmad Arbery for simply jogging and being uh, and seem to kind of fit a description of people who because there were a lot of break-ins in the neighborhood have got what they deserved you know so that's what i would say the digital world is a great friend of people of color like me it's a great friend uh like you know there are there are cons to it i mean there are some disadvantages of the digital world when it comes to privacy issues hackers security issues nudes floating around here and there hackers etc but there are more pros to it you know it has helped us get connected to people uh all around the world you know the zoom virtual meetings during this pandemic has made it so easy for people to work at home that's digital you know video audio communications uh you know selling your product or marketing selling what you have your talent i mean showing off your talent on the in the digital space which is not possible for so many people of color before before this before the digital world um it helped people organize you know uh a uh, protest and go out and uh organize a protest uh peacefully um besides that uh it has been used by the government legislation to update people you know like twitter is basically a platform where journalists uh politicians legislative uh you know people they go out there and kind of make big big announcements on twitter literally which was never the case earlier but uh, that's what the digital world has done and then you have people who killed a jogger like ahmed arbery um for for looking like someone who broke into the neighborhood is another case of how the digital medium is actually media is actually a friend of everybody but a friend of people of color more than anybody else and that's what i would definitely say you know thanks to it and then this reminded me of um, dave chappelle's uh, uh, bit you know because um, i have watched uh, i have watched his comedy but in kind of when when, when this case of ahmed arbery's uh, you know why he was killed and how we how people in the neighborhood how these guys who killed him said you know he fitted the description because of a lot of break-ins in the area it just instantly reminded me of uh, dave chappelle's bit you know where he talks about why he hates sketch artists and uh, i just thought you know i should play it here maybe uh, and then you get an idea about you know we we talk about it after you listen to this just listen to dave chappelle saying why he hates sketch artists that <laughs> could be bitter and blame all the police but now i'll tell you who i blame those fucking sketch artists <laughs> they keep drawing the same brother over and over again who is this generic man we all look like i want to know what they say when it's us you know really be in that room like did you get a look do you see the guy that tried to rob you yes yes i <laughs> he was about 6 feet tall I'd say 6 feet tall yes he had his head on backwards too good that's good stuff it was on backwards yes 
He was black? Okay, big lips, big nose, dick hanging out. Say no more, sir. I'll draw him from memory. You know, let me get my stencil. I think we can trace this guy and save some time. They get on the radio and say, calling all cars, calling all cars. Be on the lookout for a black male between 4, 7, and 6, 8. Between 120 and 380 pounds. He's wearing Nikes. Get this man! That's an excellent bit. Okay, that was Dave Chappelle. And believe me, you know, I'd seen this bit long, long, long time back. But this incident of Ahmad Arbery actually reminded me about this. I had to pull it out, you know, and kind of find it, find it, like literally find it because uh, it kind of fitted the entire thing that Dave has been saying for years and decades ago, you know. The guy is so relatable that, you know, I would definitely recommend, uh, you know, his comedy, uh, definitely. And then there was another bit that I also remembered about how he says that, he, he's, you know, he does not, he, it's not that he does not like the police, you know, he keeps saying as an African-American, he's always scared of the police. And why, if there was a break-in in his own house, he would never call 911. And I want, I want to play that bit as well. It's a, it's a short bit. It won't take too much time. But I like the way he explains that. that he, it's not that he doesn't like the police, but as an African-American, he's just scared of the police. And even, you know, as I said, he would never call 911, no matter what. You know, so listen to this bit. This is exciting. Every black dude in this room is a qualified paralegal and shit. He knows that. I mean, if one of us even start to do something wrong, an old black man will pop out of nowhere. Nigga, don't do that. That's five to ten. Watch out. <laughs> well, we know the laws and the penalties. That chip didn't even know he couldn't race. I'm not saying I don't like police. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm just scared of them. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we want to call them too. Somebody broke into my house once. It's a good time to call them, but I don't. Mm, mm-mm. House is too nice. It ain't a real nice house, but they never believe I lived it. Oh, they still here. Oh my God. Open and shut case, Johnson. I saw this once before when I was a rookie. Apparently this nigger broke in and hung up pictures of his family everywhere. Well, let's sprinkle some crack on him and get out of here. See, that that bit? Excellent. I mean, uh, what exactly is he saying, you know, that... Uh, he, he would not call someone basically uh, if his there was a break in in his house. He would not call nine one one because he's afraid that you know uh, they might think that he himself broke into his own house. You know, Dave Chappelle, brilliant mind, and this is all experience that speaks. You know, and this was uh, this was um, his one from one of his specials, which was like I think fifteen years ago. You know, and it's still you can still relate with his work today you know uh with uh, with cases like um ahmed arbery and uh, thing and so many other cases that's been happening which is so relatable and that's why i wanted to play that because you know uh it's amazing how uh, dave chappelle can really connect with uh, with 
people and uh, their lives, basically. <laughs> Hope I didn't bore you with that, but then that was excellent, man. That was excellent. Something worth playing and something so relatable and something so, like, you know, connectable. Anyway, um, I was, uh, I, I, I just heard about uh, Tom Cruise, NASA, and... Uh, and Elon Musk, they're getting together to make a movie, I think, uh, from the series of uh, Mission Impossible, the Mission Impossible series, where uh, Tom Cruise is planning to shoot the entire movie up in on the International Space uh, Space Station itself, like right there inside where he's going to shoot the entire movie. And or maybe parts of it, I don't know. But of course, the shooting is going to happen there, and I don't know what Elon Musk has to do with it. Maybe he's going to make equipment uh, for that whole thing. I have no idea. But the international ISS, the International Space Station, is going to be involved. So my question is, I don't know why this is happening when you have, you know, uh, simulators and you can kind of exactly simulate space, you know, while on Earth. So I don't know why this is happening. Is is um, is ISS or NASA uh, going out of money, running out of money, and they want to make money? Maybe they're not getting, uh, they don't have enough of money to be able to run their projects. I don't know why it's happening, why ISS, it's kind of risking, or NASA is risking so much, you know, to allow some uh, folks to come and shoot on the ISS. I have no idea because it's so risky, you know, uh, doing that. I don't know why it's happening. NASA maybe is running out of money or whatever. Or and another thing is Tom Cruise. Okay, now there's no uh, 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 there you there's no oxygen. I mean you you cannot you cannot run up there. You know you're just going to be floating up in space. So imagine a Tom Cruise movie where he's not running. Like is it going to be? It's not a Tom Cruise movie if Tom Cruise is not running in that movie, right? No way it's going to happen. It's, it can't, it just won't be a hit if Tom Cruise is not running in that movie. So uh, another reason why I think, you know, hey, man, I think uh, uh, you can, you know, kind of relax, uh, come on Earth and kind of, you know, use a simulator if you need scenes from there. It's like too much, you know, you're risking so much. People's lives, those huge equipments, how about, you know, uh, using that money uh, for the benefit of people because everyone is running, running short of money during the pandemic. So put that money out here, you know, rather than putting and wasting it on unnecessary projects. Uh, so that was a big shock. I don't know why it's happening. It's not exciting me at all because I just find it just stupid, you know. Uh, but whatever, you know, it's their uh, their game plan. They want to do it. Well, okay, fine. Good for you. Good for you. Talking about movies, I wonder who's going to ever watch. I'm never going to watch a Batman movie after what bats have done to this world. Like literally, a virus in a bat has caused... Uh, has put this world in a lot of pain, and I'm not going to watch any Batman movies. Never going to happen. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm never going to watch that. Never, ever, 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 ever. Takes me back to um, Axel Rose was actually trending, which was uh, which was mind blowing. Axel Rose from Guns N' Roses, the band, the lead singer, and I was like. 
wow man like i almost forgot about guns and roses and then it reminded me of that reminded me of that song you know sweet child of mine like the biggest hit of course axel rose uh, was the best kerchief bandana wearing guy like he just he looked he looked good like he was the best looker when it comes to wearing a bandana and the way he swung right left right left while he sang in front of the in front of his uh, mic in his front of his microphone uh what is it the stand wow man one of the best singers and one of the best bands definitely and then uh you know when axel rose was trending the other day on twitter you know because he had kind of a uh a kind of a confrontation you know he was kind of, he was in a twitter fight i think with a politician uh that apart like i was not i was not worried or concerned about what was the fight all about my 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 direction was directly hey man how did i forget about guns and roses how did i forget about def leppard two of the biggest bands at the same time if you remember def leppard you know posham shug ame in the name of love posham shug ame take a Oh, in the name of love, oh, some chick, um, take a bottle, shake it up. Where's that? Uh, take a bottle, shake it up. Break the bubble, break it up, oh, some chick. It's amazing how Twitter just brought me back to those, those songs, you know, like Axl Rose, Wow, man, that was the best song. Let's listen to Axl Rose. Do I have it here? I mean, Guns and Roses. Yeah, okay, let me play this. Some of the best songs, man. This this was the this was the anthem that I loved. Like this was this this can this could be my uh podcast anthem, but I kind of could use it, but one of the best anthems. childhood memories where everything was as fresh as the bright blue sky now and when when i see her face she takes me away to that special place and if i stay too long i probably break down and cry Oh sweet child of mine Whoa, oh, oh, oh sweet love of mine How beautiful this is this is great this is a great song and then what's that part which is Yeah that was another part that I liked about the song Yeah let me go to that part one sec One of the best bands imagine Twitter man just remind takes me back to some of the best moments Yeah let me play this 30 Some of the best bands man Look at that work look at the guitar work
Yeah, I like this part. Uh, I like this part of the song. Where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? Go. Where do we go now? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Where do we go now? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Na 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 Sweet child Sweet child Literally went out of breath I just remember how I was saying this like literally I, I can't imagine how this took me back and then there was Def Leppard of course you know po some shig ame it just it just took me back to these these uh you know rock bands and the thing is I enjoy all kinds of music I don't have one kind of favorite like only rap or hip hop or only love songs or only pop or any um uh or uh, a rock i kind of enjoy all all genres of music which is amazing you know uh and i loved my favorite rock bands were guns and roses and def leppard and um uh, one twitter f- feud between uh between axel rose and another politician took me back and made me nostalgic over two songs which is amazing you know that's what happens man you know uh you can never forget uh what you listened to or what you learned when as a kid or you know because that stays for you for life then after this whatever happens you know you could just forget at the click of a button but that's what it is you know um and this global pandemic of course we all experience this global pandemic it's 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 amazing how everybody is approaching it you know individually instead of in, a global pandemic needs a glo- needs a global solution a global approach a global strategy we need to have inter- international cooperation to be able to fight this uh, virus but no everyone's talking about we are the number one like there are nations out there you know we are number one in testing we are number one in contact tracing we are number one in vaccine we are going to make the vaccines we are number one we are number one in centrifuging or we are number one in manufacturing ventilators etc this is what people is ta- people are talking about you know nations like it's about me it's not about me it's a global pandemic you need a global solution you need international cooperation you're not kind of competing with each other so this mentality of uh, you know uh, this whole mentality about uh, wanting to be the best during a global pandemic or competing with each other why, uh, 
over this global pandemic of who's making the best PPEs, the best masks, the number of masks, how many people, you know, are undergoing contact testing or how many people are getting tested, uh, contact tracing and how many people are getting tested. Why are we competing with each other for fucking God's sake? Why are we competing with each other? It's a global pandemic. We need to cooperate with each other during these times. It just amazes me. It just amazes me. Like, look at South Korea. They have kind of conquered COVID-19, at least in the first wave. Of, wave. of course, they're having a second wave. Uh, there's a resurgence of new cases, etc. But at least when they were attacked by the COVID-19, they slowly conquered it. They didn't go around saying we are number one in testing. We we uh, we kind of created uh, drive-throughs, etc. They didn't do that, you know. They quietly did what they was they were doing. So this whole being bombastic about being number one in testing or being number one in contact tracing, you know, we are going to manufacture the vaccine. It's going to it's going to be made in this country. Or we are best in manufacturing ventilators. You know, it's not going to help. We need to stop competing with each other. And that's what's happening. The only thing we need to compete with each other is, you know, maybe uh, who wipes our asses better after taking a shit? Like, is it better using, um, uh, which, which country does it best? Is it, uh, does a country that wipes it using toilet papers better or someone who uses a bidet is better? You know, those water flushes, I mean, those water hoses is better. We can we can argue on that. We can compete with each other, or we can fight with each other. Who's number one when it comes to, you know, is it is it better using degree centigrade? Is it better using degree Fahrenheit? Who has a better English accent? You know, uh, which nation has the best English accent, or maybe whether metric system is better or not? You know, those kind of things. But arguing or kind of competing with each other on something that is a global pandemic just kind of shocks me it's like amazing how that is really happening but well man that's what is happening guys that's what is happening which is really tragic and uh, that's because of uh, people you know uh it's uh leaders who think in that way which makes things sick yeah so since i was talking about uh, what is it um since I was talking about Def Leppard, and I love this band Def Leppard, you know, there was, I used to always get confused between, uh, I like both their bands, like Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard, and, uh, uh, you know, the music is so similar, and they were uh, there during the same period, like, I always got confused between, you know, who's, who's, which band is playing this music, I'm not watching them, you know, if I'm listening to them, so uh, let's play Pour Some Sugar On Me. I love the song, man, by Def Leppard. And the best part about this band is their drummer played the drums with just one arm because he didn't have the other arm, which is mind-blowing. You know, the one of the best bands uh, during this time. Let's play Pour Some Sugar On Me. I'm just playing it right now. One sec. Shake it up, 
break the bubble break it up oh some sugar on oh, man oh in the name of love pose some sugar on me come on find me up oh some sugar on me i can't get enough i'm hot sticky sweet from my head to my feet yeah Wow, man, that was brilliant, right? Amazing. I mean, Def Leppard and uh, Guns N' Roses. If you want to kind of go back in time and listen to some of the best rock bands, like these two were the bands that, you know, you could rely on. I don't know who are the best rock bands today because... Um, these these days you know see the thing is i enjoy love songs i love uh, romantic songs but i like romantic songs with an attitude like you know you had britney spears she never she was never crying over a breakup or whatever she was like she hit back you know there was an attitude even if she was singing love song but these love songs today are just basically crying and that's without an attitude and that's what i don't really like um but yeah, so uh, these these were some of my favorite songs, you know, during that time. And it's it's funny how a Twitter feud between uh, uh, Axl Rose, one of the best singers, the lead singer of Guns N' Roses, a band like Guns N' Roses, uh, had with uh, a politician, you know, took me back to two bands, <laughs> Uh, you know, who played during that time. And it's amazing how, you know, um, you get nostalgic over uh, over freaky things, you know, happening. So I loved how that happened. Anyways, that's all that I had for, uh, for today. Um, happy Mother's Day uh, to all the mothers out there. Remember, I mean, um, I wanted to kind of uh, do this yesterday, but I didn't also want to do it because it was not something that... Uh, it's not my day it was all mother's day so you know that was for you and i said let me just kind of uh, record my show today which is a monday anyways uh thank you so much for listening believe me i really appreciate all you guys uh listening whoever you are whichever part of the world you are i really appreciate it because it's a big deal man uh and if you want to write to me you can write to me at just a nobody podcast at gmail.com that's my email address you can of course dm me on twitter as well because i do read my dms religiously um and uh don't forget to you know uh tell your friends tell people around you if you if you listen to this regularly uh you know do that um because um you know it's good to spread a word right around it really helps anyways uh thank you so much again for listening let me just uh you know before i go let me just kind of leave you with uh uh with 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 maybe def leopard again before we kind of wind up for today and then don't forget until uh don't forget to tune next whenever i record my next episode and then maybe i'll be back on the other side I love these guys' hairstyles, you know, during that time. Long hair and uh, beautiful.
could I pose some sugar on me? Oh, in the name of love, pose some sugar on me. Come on, find me a pose some sugar on me. I can't get enough. I'm hot, sticky, sweet from my head to my feet. Yeah. <laughs> Attitude, man. That's all about it. Anyways, um, bye for now. Don't forget to tune in whenever I record my next episode. Baby, bye, 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 bye.